Welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast. In this podcast, we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through barriers and build a thriving retirement income business. We will interview innovative technology developers, business leaders, and successful advisors, then help you organize and execute these ideas to move your business forward. Hello and welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. I'm your co-host, Matt Haller, and here with Jack Martin, as always, our guest today is Tom Hegna. He is an economist, author, and retirement expert. He has been incredibly popular as an industry speaker for many years, and you're going to find out why, because he's wildly entertaining and super, super good at what he does. And he is considered to be, by many, including Jack and myself, as the retirement income expert. Now, he's the former president of New York Life, a retired lieutenant colonel. Actually, I didn't know that. I got to ask you about that, Tom, in a minute. He's delivered over 5,000 seminars on his paychecks and paychecks retirement approach, and he's really doing a great job of helping baby boomers retire to the optimal retirement that they've always wanted. And, of course, he's got five books. And so we'll make sure that we've got all those sorts of links in the show notes for this. And I just wanted to say, uh, first off, Tom, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Great, great to be with you today. Now, rumor has it, Jack told me, that somehow you were able to convince the federal government to create this month as the National Annuity Awareness Month. That's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to take credit for that. I can't do that. But I mean, let's all use Annuity Awareness Month to, to share the information about annuities with our clients. Yeah, well, that's absolutely fantastic. And we're absolutely going to dive in there. So you speak everywhere. You are known as the income expert. What is What are you hearing right now? So with your finger on the pulse of people retiring, what is the number one thing that you're hearing about? Well, I mean, I think it's scary times. Interest rates are very low. The market is near all-time record highs. you got crazy things going on with crypto. you got this AMC and GME, these meme stocks that are going crazy. I think people are wondering really what's going on with the market. Now we got a proposed budget of $6 trillion when we're already $28 trillion in debt and $200 trillion of unfunded obligations for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, military pensions, government pensions. So I just think people are really... The market doesn't make sense to even people who've been in the markets for years and years. People are going, what the heck is going on? So what do we do about that? I mean, I understand that guaranteed income and, and being a retirement income expert makes a lot of sense. But how are you quelling the fears? You just laundry list of things. What are you saying to clients? What are you telling advisors to where do they even begin, Tom? Maybe that's the best question. Yeah, so so retirement, it does not have to be difficult. It does not have to be complicated. And now I'm not just talking the talk, I'm walking the walk because I'm I'm basically semi-retired now. And I, I'm my golf game is more important to me than all my other events. And so we have to schedule my things around my, my golf and my tennis and my pickleball. But the most important thing is for retirees to cover their basic living expenses and retirement with guaranteed lifetime income. So I'm not telling people put all your money into but you need to have at least enough to cover your basic living expenses, your housing, your food, your clothing, your internet. I call that the paycheck. And the paycheck 
needs to be covered with guaranteed lifetime income. Now, there are three sources. Social Security is a source of guaranteed lifetime income. But what is Social Security? It's a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life. A pension is a source of guaranteed lifetime income. But what is a pension? A pension is a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life. So you figure out how much money do you need every month? Then Social Security counts, pension counts, but whatever you're short, that's the minimum that you should have coming from a guaranteed lifetime income source like an annuity from an insurance company. Now, you're using a word that my generation doesn't even know what it means, which is pension, right? Telling younger people about annuities or how they can have guaranteed income in retirement. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a guaranteed paycheck for life. And there are still people with pensions. I mean, I have three pensions, believe it or not. I've got one from MetLife. I got two from New York Life. And I got a military. I guess that's four pensions. I got, so I, I have four pensions that, that, that are coming to me. And so there are people who still have them, but most people in the workforce don't. And if you don't have one, then you need to buy one from an insurance company. It's called an income annuity. And it functions just like a pension or a social security check. Jack, what are you hearing on the streets that you want to ask Tom? So, yeah, that's a good start, Tom. And I, I think what we're hearing from a lot of advisors is the concern about taxes. As you say, the, that's big. At eventually, we got to pay the piper, right? And, and so what are the things, and maybe 2021 is the last year for some of the planning opportunities, some of the planning tools we've used in the past. So what, what do you think are some things that advisors need to have on their client meeting agendas about taxes, particularly for this year? Yeah, I think you just need to talk about tax diversification, that you don't want to have all your money in the pre-tax bucket, the 401k IRA bucket, because that's really not your money. I get a kick out of people who say, oh, I got a million dollars in my 401k. And I say, really? Well, how much of that is yours? They say, what are you talking about? A million dollars? I say, no, it's not. That's not your money. People don't realize when they have a 401k that they're just the limited partner. The government is the general partner, okay? And the government gets to take their cut first. And then you get whatever's left over. People don't realize that. They think that's their money. It's not. And so you don't want to have all your money in that, that pre-tax bucket. You want to have some money in Roth IRAs. You want to have some money in cash value life insurance. I've been converting almost all of my IRAs and 401ks to Roth because I believe these are the lowest taxes I'm ever going to see for the rest of my life. I've been moving more of my personal wealth to cash value life insurance because I want to have sources of tax-free income in retirement. And I think that would be an important uh, topic to discuss with clients because look, taxes are going to go up and it's not a Republican or Democrat issue. This is a math problem, okay? We need a math party. We need a party that can actually add and subtract because neither one of these parties can. But you can't be spending all this money and giving the stimulus money away and all this stuff without having severe tax ramifications. And they're talking not just about raising income tax, raising capital gains tax. They're, they're talking about eliminating the stepped up cost basis at death. They're talking about changing estate taxes. I mean, this would be the biggest tax overhaul that I would have seen in my entire life if the things go through that they want. Now, I don't think they're going to get everything, but you definitely need to talk to your clients about tax diversification. So when you're talking about tax diversification, you mentioned the cash value life insurance, and obviously that's a that's an area where the products have been evolving a lot over the last four years. And so can you kind of speak to what you're seeing out there in the marketplace? Is there anything in particular that really catches your eye that, that makes you say, this is a really good idea. Someone ought to be talking to their clients about this. Well, I, look, there's two basic types 
of permanent life insurance. There's whole life and there's universal life. Now, universal life has variable life. It has fixed universal life. It has fixed indexed universal life. They call it IUL. You know, IUL is kind of the hot product, but I will tell you, the, by far the number one life insurance product in the history of America has been variable life insurance because with the market going up so high, if people were actually in a variable life policy and actually let it grow, that would have done the best, okay? I personally own a lot of whole life insurance. I, I've come from two mutual companies and they're big in a whole life. And I've seen that through all the different cycles, whole life has done very well. I was the national variable life manager for MetLife for a while, but IUL is probably the hot product on the market today. And so I really don't push advisors or any clients towards any one policy. I think a good advisor would explain, here's what variable life insurance is and here's what it does. Here's the positives, here's the minuses. Here's what index universal life does. Here's the pluses, here's the minuses. Here's what whole life does. Here's the pluses and minuses. And then let the client decide which is best for them. When I was an advisor, I used to carry a playbook because I didn't want to run illustrations. We didn't have big, we didn't have a lot of computers. I had the first laptop computer ever at my life. That's how old I am now. And But we didn't run a ton of illustrations. So I'd run one for 25, 35, 45, 55, 65. And I'd have it in a playbook. I'd have term. I'd have universal life, which I used variable life at the time, and then whole life, and then an accelerated whole life, like a, t a 10 pay. And at the time, we even had a five pay. But I would have those in a playbook. And then I'd sit down with a client. And I'd say, here's what term insurance does. Here's what universal life does. Here's what whole life does. Which do you think fits you best? Because I wasn't trying to just push a product. I was trying to fit what was best for them. So you talked uh, about guaranteed and lifetime annuities, and there's a lot of appeal to that to address the longevity risk. And if you want to talk some more about longevity, that would be great. Yeah. So there's a lot of risks in retirement. There's market risk. There's withdrawal rate risk. You take out too much money. There's order or sequence of returns risk, which you could have a whole discussion on that. People don't understand it. It's going to wipe out a lot of people. Your taxes are probably going to go up. We might have inflation, but we might have deflation. You might need long-term care. You might die. There's a lot of risks in retirement, but there is only one number one risk. The number one risk in retirement is longevity risk because longevity is not just a risk. It's a risk multiplied of all the other risks. See, the longer you live, the more likely the market will crash. The longer you live, the more likely you'll take out too much money. The longer you live, the more likely they'll raise your taxes. The more likely we'll see inflation. The more likely you're going to need long-term care. So what the PhDs who study retirement, and they are unanimous in this, to retire optimally, you must take longevity risk off the table. Well, guess what? Stocks can't do that. Bonds can't do that. Real estate can't do that. Bitcoin cannot do it. Okay, well, what can do it? It's a pretty short list. A lifetime income annuity can do it. A deferred income annuity can do it. Or an income or withdrawal benefit from a fixed index or variable annuity can do it. That is it. What do all those products have in common? One word, annuity. And that's why all the research I can find from the smartest PhDs in the world who study retirement say you must put an annuity into that portfolio. Why? Because only an annuity can take longevity risk off the table. Why? Because only a life insurance company can issue an annuity. Why? Because only a life insurance company sells life insurance to be on the other side of that risk. See, the, the risk to an insurance company when you sell a life insurance policy is that somebody dies too soon. They buy a million dollar term policy. The next day, bam, they get hit by a bus. The insurance company's out a million bucks. But the risk when you sell a lifetime income annuity is that somebody lives too long. She's 115 and she won't quit breathing. And every month, she's breathing. Those checks got to go. 
because the insurance company is on both sides of the mortality and longevity risk scale, they can neutralize mortality and longevity risk to themselves and to your clients. And that's a concept most people don't understand. So I think I know the answer to this question, but the 4% rule, you're safe to withdraw 4% of your retirement savings each year, adjust that for inflation as years go forward. So where, where do you land on that as a planning tool for retirement income? Well, I mean, the 4% rule would work if your investments never go down. So like if you're, if, if you really want to use the 4% rule, you just can't have all your money in the market. You've got to use a buffer strategy. And so what you could do is you could have an investment portfolio. And as long as the market is flat or up, you take out your 4%. But if the market is down, you don't take it out of the portfolio. You take it out of your whole life policy or take it out of a fixed annuity or take it out of a money market fund or, or a reverse mortgage or something. So you, if you're going to use the 4% rule, you cannot use that just on a portfolio. If you're just going to use a portfolio, Morningstar says the safe withdrawal rate is 2.8%. I follow Michael Kitsis and, and my, Michael Kitsis in, in my second book, Retirement Income Masters, but he and I see the world very differently. He is a, he's a pure investment kind of guy. And he, I get in an argument with him on Monte Carlo simulations. I say, I don't believe in Monte Carlo simulations because they use age 90 and age 90 fails already 63% of the time because 63% of your clients, uh, at least the married couples will have somebody live beyond age 90. So if you're going to run a Monte Carlo, I said, you got to run it at a hundred or 105 age age 100, 105. And he says, well, those aren't failure rates. Those are, are, are times when you would have to adjust your retirement. So he doesn't call it failure. He calls it adjustment that you'd have to take lower income or you'd have to get a second job or you'd have to, I mean, what kind of deal is that? Why would you want to put your retirement in, in that kind of jeopardy? And, and you won't have to, if you cover your basic living expenses in retirement with guaranteed lifetime income and then invest the rest. See, I'm not against stocks. I own stocks. I own dividend paying stocks. I own real estate. I even own some Bitcoin. I came out in my social media and I said, look, I think it's appropriate to have 1% of your portfolio in Bitcoin. I did it myself and I was the biggest Bitcoin non-believer. Well, I get people who say, oh, Hegna's email, his social media got hacked. He would never say that. Well, no, if I've got 60, I probably have 60 to 70% of my investments in guarantees, either in life insurance or annuities. And then the other money I do invest. And because I have more guarantees, I can take more risk. And that little 1% that I put into Bitcoin is now like 20% of my portfolio. I mean, it, it's the best investment I ever made in my life. And so, so look, I, I think it's not just about having everything guaranteed. It's having the right amount guaranteed. And that gives you the license to actually invest. And you can take risk in other areas if you want to. So... Back to the longevity thing again for a second, uh, from a different perspective this time. So we're going to live longer, all right? And so what that exposes us to are those healthcare expenses, right? Where it's, I'm going to have more of those go-go years, more of those slow-go years, and more of the no-go years, right? So it's not all going to pile up at the end as I live longer. So help advisors understand what we should be doing with respect to the healthcare risks associated with yeah. that. So, I mean, health, health care, like medical health care, 
that will pretty much be covered by Medicare and Medicare supplement plans. The real blind spot for most people is long-term care, needing uh, to help, uh, needing to go to an assisted living facility or a nursing home. And, and by the way, 99% of people do not want to go to a nursing home. So I call long-term care insurance anti-nursing home insurance. See, mine has home health care. So I, the nurse has to come to me. I get to stay in my house. I never have to go to a nursing home. The nurse has to come to me. If I need a railings on my wall, the, my insurance policy will pay to put railings on my wall. If I need a ramp for a wheelchair to come up to my front door, then my policy will pay for that. So it will do the home modifications so that I can stay in my house. And I think that's what most people want. They want to have the ability to stay in their house. Now I am, you know, in talks with, with an organization that is trying to come up with this solution for long-term care. So if people want to uh, follow me on social media over the next, you know, few months, there may be more information They're They're trying to do a, a thing that will help people age in place. That means it'll give them tips and, and guides on how to age in their house. And then if they do need long-term care, there'll be a policy that will do that, but you'll get additional coverage based on if you follow these various tips on things on how to keep your brain active and how to exercise and how to do all this stuff. And so it's more like a reward type policy rather than a punitive long-term care policy. And I think it's very interesting. It's an Israeli company that's coming over here and really trying to solve this, this, this crisis. But I say no retirement plan is complete without a plan for long-term care, whether that's long-term care insurance or a life insurance policy with long-term care rider, or if people can't qualify medically for those, they, they need to get an annuity that springs up with a bunch of income in their 70s and 80s. Any plan is better than no plan, but they got to have a plan. So it's good timing that we had this pandemic thing so that you could switch from being on the road to being on Zoom. <laughs> I like it a lot more. Yeah, I'm not going back. This is my new normal. So talk a little bit about to, to, to financial advisors about how we should be thinking about digitization of our practice, virtual meetings with clients versus face-to-face. What's your reading on how we should be handling that most effectively? Well, it comes down to adaptability. My daughter didn't get to graduate from high school because of COVID. In her whole first year in college, she was doing virtual. She said, Dad, this is so dumb. Maybe I should just take a year off. And I said, Sammy, no. Adaptability is one of the key traits that you need as a life skill. Look, my business changed a million percent the day that COVID and, and everything got shut down. I mean, my job was to speak in platforms all around the country, all around the world. All of a sudden, that shut down. And yet, I had my best year ever last year. You know why? Because I adapted it. Immediately, I turned to, 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 to this electronic, to Zoom. I, had, I, I was already starting to move things into the cloud. I just accelerated that. And you, there were agents last year that had their very best year ever. You know why? Because they adapted. They got to say, oh, you know what? Instead of seeing two or three people a day, I can see 10 people a day. I could see 20 people a day. If I have 20-minute appointments, I can see so many more people. I can have annual reviews with every single person instead of just trying to cherry pick who I think is the best. And you didn't know that D client, they just got a big inheritance. And that C client just won the lottery. You never knew that because you never sat down with them. But see, when you're virtual, you can do that. And so what I was telling advisors during the lockdown, there were three main things 
Number one, they had to keep a positive attitude. They had to put their mind, they couldn't have stinking thinking. They got to have positive attitude and they got to look for all the positives because there was a ton of positives with this stuff. Number two, that they should have worked on their professional development. They had time to read, study, plan, learn, uh, sharpen your blade, get better at what you do. That's what I do. I help advisors get better at what they do. I mean, I've helped thousands of advisors become millionaires and multimillionaires. That's what I do. I help them get better. And then the third thing is activity. You got to increase your activity in this virtual world because it's so efficient. Uh, you can see so many more people. I was doing five or six, seven webinars a day when I was on the road. I'd, I'd fly to freaking Philadelphia and get a car and drive and stay overnight to do one hour presentation. And then I'd get in my car and I'd turn it in and I'd go fly down to Miami and I'd do a presentation. Then I'd get in my car and I'd turn it in and I'd fly over to Texas. How, how inefficient is that? In a week, I'd do three, four, five, six presentations. I can do that every single day now. And so I just think you gotta you gotta work on your activity. You gotta put it in your calendar, schedule it. And I just think this virtual world is far better if you can adapt, and, and some people just couldn't, they just couldn't adapt. And, and by the way, if you're not very good face to face, you're going to be terrible virtually. So you got to get you got to get better with your your eye contact and have a nice background and be professional. I mean, those are just things that, that you need in this virtual world. Matt, well, I have too many questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, uh, I want to ask you a question that, that I hear often. And I know you've spoken on this, which is about the word fiduciary. All right. So, so everything that you're saying and the passion that comes across and, and the understanding that you have about these products that are so incredibly powerful to help people have the retirement that they've always wanted. How do you attack back at the misinformation about this not being a fiduciary thing for somebody to do by selling them something like an annuity? Well, I call those people fake fiduciaries. And you can look at my social media. I just posted one. I said, stop being a fake fiduciary. If you're not using annuities, if you're not using life insurance, if you're not using long-term care insurance, you are not a fiduciary. You see, and I've learned this from Jamie Hopkins, there are different levels of fiduciaries. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I thought there was just one fiduciary. You must do what's in the best interest of your clients at all times. There are investment fiduciaries. These are investment fiduciaries. All they do is invest people's money. Oh, they look at the low fees and what is the beta and what's the alpha and blah, 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 blah. That's their, they, they call that fiduciary. Well, that's not an overall retirement fiduciary. That's not an overall planning fiduciary. What about longevity risk? If you're not using an annuity, you're subjecting your clients to that. If you're not using long-term care, your clients can get wiped out. I hope they sue those fiduciaries who are not using these products. You cannot be a fiduciary and say, I'm not going to use annuities. I'm not going to use life insurance. I'm not going to use long-term care insurance. You're not a fiduciary then. What are you? You're a fake fiduciary. So I'm just very adamant about it. I always believe every client, every advisor should work in the best interest of their client. And we all know there's some agents out there. They're just hawking indexed annuities. They're just hawking IUL and that's all they do. And they're just selling a product. That's not in the best interest of a client either. But to say that you're going to be a fiduciary and not use these products, that's ridiculous. You can't be a fiduciary and not use these products. 
Well, and with that, we're you're talking about a very small amount of people when that are hawking that stuff, and I think they've given everybody uh, a rough name. Now, uh, the next part of that, which is the certified financial planning standards, right? That one of the six theor- or areas that they're supposed to be proficient in is insurance, in making sure that the people are going to have their retirement. What do you say to people who hold themselves out as a CFP, but they they're not going to do this because it's against something? Well, I mean, they're just not educated properly. I mean, and I I have to go up against them all the time. I mean, I I get asked to speak at these things and there's a room full of people that hate annuities and I can turn about 90% of them in an hour, but the other 10%, I can never turn. And what they do, they don't attack annuities. They attack me personally, which is funny because when you're losing an argument, that's what you do. You attack the person. You don't attack the, you don't, you know, debate the ideas and everything. And, And I always tell people, these aren't my opinions. I didn't make this stuff up. This is the research of PhDs all over over the world. If, if you're not going to use annuities, find me a PhD that says don't use annuities, don't use life insurance. Find me that research. I would love to see that. Well, they can never provide that because it doesn't exist. Yeah. And so I just, I, I really don't worry about those people. I try to educate them. I try to help them, but then they're going to go off and do their thing and, and I can't fix everybody. No, Now, you are out there educating people, which is magnificent. What are some other resources that you recommend? Because there's so much misinformation out there, Tom. I mean, it's pervasive. It's on national television with these commercials that people see. What is the best way for advisors to to educate their clients in a way so that these people can make more informed decisions and really prepare themselves for these risks that we're talking about? Yeah, well, I recently became a senior education advisor for the Alliance for Lifetime Income. Uh, that's ALI. And if you go to protectedincome.org, that site has the best pro annuity articles pdf files webinars i mean it's awesome i would encourage every advisor who is in the annuity market to go google alliance for lifetime income protectedincome.org and just see what's available for free that's already all these articles that are pro annuity that you can just print off and give to your client you can put your name and picture on some of their brochures and their pdfs and i mean and these are all they all have finra letters so they're like compliance approved you can your company may still say you need to send it to their your company to but the, the compliance people will not have a problem because they have a FINRA letter with all these things. So they've really done a great job, I think, at helping advisors communicate annuities in the proper light. Yeah. So one of our earlier podcasts this year actually had John and Mike from ALI. Uh, and they did an awesome job of, of talking about the language of annuities and giving us a glossary of words, ways to explain things that their focus groups have uncovered, help uh, our clients understand annuities and life insurance a lot better. They do an awesome job. I love their commercials. The drag racer who says, I'm not crazy. <laughs> right. So they do a good job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Tom, I'm going to have you put your coaching hat back on just for a few more minutes here because uh, I I don't think uh, that we've done enough on this show necessarily to really highlight some of those things. What book? So you're talking about professional growth and development, right? That people should have been doing over the last 18 months. What are you recommending? What are what is the best book? What is the best website? What is the best thing that you think that people should use to really get their craft where it needs to be? Well, I mean, of course, all my stuff is pretty darn good. Yeah. But you know, I've got. I'm just looking to see if I got it handy here. Uh, Man on a Mission by uh, Marv Feldman. 
you normally have it sitting right here somewhere. But anyway, Man on a Mission is a great book if you sell life insurance. It's got great life insurance questions. David McKnight's Power of Zero, that is a great book, uh, talking about how to get to a zero income tax bracket. Ed Slot is a great resource uh, for tax-free in retirement as well. Patrick Kelly, a lot of, lot of great people out there. The book Think and Grow Rich, it can get your mind set right. I mean, that book had a huge impact on me early in my career. And so I would say that type of thing. And again, I've got training and coaching. I've got free YouTube channel. If people don't have any money, you can get a lot of it on YouTube for free if you want to really get good. Oh, I've got five free webinars. That would be a great place to go to tomhegnan.com forward slash webinars. I got one webinar on how to thrive in this uh, post-lockdown environment. It gives you those ideas, the attitude, the activity, and the uh, professional development. I've got one on how to sell life insurance. It's a great webinar on selling life insurance. How to deliver powerful webinars. If you're just not good at webinars, that, that one will help you with that. I got my Don't Worry, Retire Happy. That's my signature presentation. It's called Seven Simple Stories of Sell. And then I got one on handling objections. And then I'm going to be adding soon, who wants to be a millionaire? That's my latest presentation I developed on helping millennials become millionaires because it is very simple to become a millionaire in America today. Anybody can do it if they want to. I mean, people say they do, but they really don't because they, they spend their money on stupid stuff. But I have a presentation that walks people through how simple it is to become a millionaire in America today. So those would be things that, that I could help people with. And we'll make sure that we have all of those in the show notes just for everybody who's listening. Uh, if you just look at the show notes, we'll have links to all of those things. All right, Jack, what other questions should we have asked Tom before we get ready to wrap this puppy up? You're so enthusiastic. Uh, our friends at ALI have coined this, this phenomenon called Peak 65. And so we've all been talking about how 10,000 baby boomers are reaching age 65 a day. And what they're saying is not true. That number is increasing. It's going to grow to 12,000 boomers a day over the next three years. So what's your advice to advisors today, given that, that, that demographic? Well, I mean, I think you've got to work that baby boomer demographic. You've got to. They're the ones with the money. They're the ones with the needs. They're the ones that need a Sherpa to get them up the mountain and back down the mountain. And they're getting wrong advice from Ken Fisher, from all these people on TV. They get the wrong advice. And so stick to math and science. I've never gone wrong when I tell people, these aren't my opinions. I don't sell annuities. I don't care if you buy them or not. I don't sell life insurance. I don't care if you buy them or not. I don't sell long-term care insurance. I don't care if you buy them or not. The research shows you should, and here's why. And then I lay out specifically the scientific facts of why you need to cover your basic living expenses with guaranteed lifetime income, why you need to have a plan for inflation. Even if we're in a deflationary economy, there's going to be pockets of inflation. And now we're seeing lots of pockets of inflation, but we'll go back to a deflationary economy soon enough, but there's always going to be inflation. So you got to prepare for that. You got to prepare for if you need long-term care, you need life insurance in case you die. People say, oh, I don't need life insurance. It's retirement. Well, that's what gives you the license to spend your money. People, you see, most people underspend in retirement. They don't overspend. They underspend because they're living this just-in-case retirement. And I tell people, don't leave your kids any money. You're not supposed to leave your kids a single penny, not one penny. Spend your money. Leave them life insurance because you can do that for pennies on the dollar. I got four kids. One day we're saying, hey, how much we leave the kids? My wife said, I don't know. What do you think? I said, well, if we bought a $1 million second to die life insurance, name the four kids beneficiary and we're both gone, they're going to get a million dollars tax-free. That's $250,000 a piece plus whatever's left over. Let's start there. So we bought a $1 million joint life policy, uh, second to die, name the four kids as a beneficiary. The policy is completely paid up. Do you know what the 
cost that million dollar policy was $150,000. So for 15 cents on the dollar, we get to transfer a million dollars tax-free to our kids. But here's the best part. Who gets to spend the rest of it? We do. See, if people would spend their money and use some pennies to leave life insurance, they can get the most for the least. And that's what I try to tell people. I try to help them get the most for the least in retirement because there's no second chance. There's no do-over. You got to do it right the first time. And that's what I try to help people do. Well, Matt, I think Tom's done an awesome job. What do you think? I do too. So, Tom, we always ask the, the last question here, which is what should we have asked you that we didn't? Oh, I think you did a fine job. I, I We could have gone in so many different directions. There's so many things. We could do a whole program on home equity. We could do a whole program on long-term care. We could do a whole program just on guaranteed lifetime income. But I, I think we gave people on maximizing social security benefits. Those are all steps that are in my Don't Worry, Retire Happy book. That's seven simple steps that if anybody follows those simple steps, they're going to have a more optimal retirement than just winging it. So everybody needs to make sure that they're following Tom on social media. We'll make sure you have all of your social media links in the show notes. And by the way, you should probably also follow Jack as he puts out some pretty cool stuff too. But Tom, we want to thank you very much for taking some time with us today and really not just educating us, but motivating us on the power of everything that you've talked about for many years. Thank you very much. Uh, it was great being with you today. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new one, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And I am sure that somebody who needs to hear this, and it's very easy to share it, all you have to do is click that share button, and you can send it to all of your friends and family, all of the advisors that you know, because you know what? There's a lot of things that came out today that are kind of groundbreaking things that you need to be shaken up and realize that you are actually not thinking about things correctly. And because of that, there's going to be liability. I believe this firmly in my heart that there are going to be some incredible lawsuits later down the road because people aren't offering the products and services that are truly what it means to be a fiduciary. So for everybody here at InsureMark and me, Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.